Yesterday evening, I got to church a little early to prepare for Mass and get ready to preach my homily last night. And I had the, I sort of stumbled into the opportunity for reconciliation as it was going on in the chapel again, thank goodness. And quite honestly, it had been way too long. I let myself go way too long without going to reconciliation. And it felt really good to get back. But as I was waiting in line, uh, the, the brother in front of me walked in and received his reconciliation. And as he came out, we came face to face, social distancing, of course, and with, uh, he, with, with a, a, a joyous look on his face, a, a, beam, a, a beam coming off of him. He looked me in the eye and he said, I'll see you in a state of grace. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. What a beautiful thing. What a positive way to look at reconciliation and forgiveness as the church gives it. And you know, when I was preparing my homily over the last couple of weeks, now more than ever, I, I, I want to try to find a message of hope for us and something to excite us and encourage us because goodness knows we're not getting too much of it out there, are we? But I looked at this and it, 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 I, I kept looking at what could be perceived by this world as negative, where it talks about that point when you have tried and tried and the church has tried and a person refuses at that point in time to be reconciled and that the church might have to move on for a time until this person opens their heart to that idea and finds their way. And certainly in the world we live in, there is a lot of negativity around the idea of, uh, of the authority to forgive and the, 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 the authority to offer reconciliation. There are attitudes that all of us fall prey to, I believe, sometimes. I know I do. And, and the world seems to thrive on them if we, if we watch the news much or see what's going on. But attitudes like, who are you to forgive me? I don't need the church to forgive me. I don't need to express my sins to a priest. Or on the other side of the ball, I'll forgive you, but I'll never forget. These are all things that we do well to steer away from as Christian brothers and sisters, is it not? And when we look at this gospel today, we see that it's actually about love. It's about finding our way back to that state of grace, seeing each other at a state of grace. Back in Genesis, our, our mother and father, Adam and Eve, they fractured their beautiful, perfect communion with God, and they fell out of a state of grace. And the, the human race, our human family, has been stumbling around trying desperately to get that back, whether it realizes it or not, ever since. And it's broken, and it's fractured, and it's hurt. And so are all of us on some level, are we not? We're all broken and fractured and hurt in some way. We're all carrying something around. But Jesus is offering us love. He's, you know, back two weeks ago, we talked about how Peter was given the authority to bind and to loose. What he said goes on earth would stand in heaven. And here, this is channeled once again in this gospel, it's referred to. But you know, this time it seems like Jesus is offering up even the distribution of that authority from Peter to the local church. And not even just the local church in terms of binding and loosing, 
but by benefiting from that binding and loosing, by benefiting from the reconciliation that the church had to offer its family, those brothers and sisters could have a part in that. They could pursue their brother or sister when they saw that they, that they, they needed to reconcile their ways a little bit, or the two of them needed to reconcile. This wasn't intended to be judgmental, or I'm better than you, or you better change. This was looking out for your brother and sister who you love and doing anything you can to help them get on the right track again, to stay in this family that we all hold so dear. And we are the same family that we were 2,000 years ago, brothers and sisters. And we all, all need this reconciliation. We need forgiveness from one another, do we not? Love, it's all about love. Love is what made Jesus die on the cross for us, and he opened the way to reconciliation, to getting back what Adam and Eve had lost. You know, yesterday was the feast day of St. Teresa of Calcutta, and my wife, when I was pondering this homily and talking to her about my thoughts and where I hoped to go with it, she wrote down two sayings from St. Teresa. I'm going to finish with one, but I'd like to read the other to you right now. It reads, spread love everywhere you go. First of all, in your own house. Give love to your children, to your wife or husband. Let no one ever come to you without leaving better and happier. Be the living expression of God's kindness, kindness in your face, kindness in your eyes, kindness in your smile, kindness in your warm greeting. This is the love Jesus was talking about. And in the wisdom of the church, coupled with this gospel today, we have the second reading of Paul's letter to the Romans, talking about the power of love, real love, not romantic love that we might hear about in songs or see in the movies, real love that's used to rescue our brothers and sisters and keep us on, on, on path to reconciliation and full communion with God. Real love covers a multitude of sins. Real love would keep us from from sinning against our brothers and sisters in the ways mentioned, adultery, murder, theft, what have you. If we love one another, these things simply won't happen. So Paul said that real love was the fulfillment of the law. But real love is also reaching out to our brothers and sisters when we're hurt, being willing to allow them to reach out to us, being willing to allow the church to reach out to us and offer us the gift of reconciliation that Jesus provided for us. But as usual, with such a beautiful gift, we are inherently responsible for passing this gift on, are we not? So we can have a, a small share in that authority of St. Peter in the sense that when we receive reconciliation, because we can't give what we don't have, but when we receive that reconciliation into our hearts, then we have the ability and, yes, the responsibility to reach out to our brothers and sisters, our family here in the St. Margaret Mary community with that same gift of forgiveness. And we also have an even bigger responsibility to carry it out into a world that desperately needs it, whether it realizes it or not. And brothers and sisters, does it not need it now more than ever? We all know it does. So let us ponder this gift and let us always think about it in, in a sense of love versus restriction. And let us be willing to pass this gift on to our brothers and sisters. I would, like to, I would like to just clarify one more time. Our family unit is where it all begins. This is the most important piece. As St. As Teresa said, go home and love your family first, but have a smile for everybody else. 
So our physical family at the very, at the very root of this is where it starts. When we infuse our family with love and forgiveness, our family has something to carry out to the community of St. Margaret Berry and the greater church in our area. But then, and we are all family here at St. Margaret Mary, we're all family in Christ. He said, we're two or three are gathered in my name, there I am present. He is present here with us today, brothers and sisters. Let's carry that presence. Let's carry that reconciliation out to our larger human family that so desperately needs it these days. I'll now finish with St. Teresa one more time. If you want to change the world, go home and love your family. Amen.